Psalm 19 is where we're going to go this morning, which is a kind of a unique thing, Psalm 19. Um, I want to say, I don't know what challenge you had to get here this morning, but I know you had one. I know I had one. I know every one of us have one, have one. And so I'm thankful that you're here. And as I look across here, I know backstories uh, um, uh, uh, galore exist as to how you're here this morning. But I'm thankful that you're here. I'm thankful that you persevered uh, through whatever it is. Um, I'm thankful that, uh, that you're willing to uh, do what needs to be done to come and be in the house of the Lord. It's good to see my friend uh, Rene Lozano back there. Good to see you, Brother Rene. Uh, he's, uh, I have... Uh, so many fond memories of Rene. He's uh, one of the original youth leaders and helped out in the early church here. Um, one of my greatest stories, and I'm only going to take three minutes to say this. Um, this is uh, probably 1988, 89, somewhere around that age because uh, year because I was about eight or nine years old. Uh, we are here knocking down um, with a few tractors and mostly uh, axe and, and pickaxe and, and, and shovels, knocking down a bunch of orange grove uh, 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 remaining trees that are left here. And we're gathering them as a church on a Saturday morning and we're putting them into piles and we're burning them. And um, somewhere around the first, I want to say 20, 30 minutes as my young eight, nine-year-old mind rec- recollects, um, 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 my dad remembers that he did not bring the camera to take pictures and capture that. And so my dad says to one of his right-hand men, uh, Mr. René, will you go in, uh, back to our, our church used to exist. Now there's a Rick Brown funeral home right at the corner of Mayberry and, uh, and, and, and the expressway here, 83. Behind there, there's a little elementary called Castro Elementary. And behind there is a church. Well, that was the original church where we started uh, some 46 47, what is it, Seven, 47 years ago uh, that we celebrate, uh, did we celebrate this uh, past month, right? In September, we celebrated. Well, uh, so we, so my dad sends uh, uh, Brother Rene back, and me and I believe it was Jason that were, uh, or was it you? Do you remember? I remember it was one of my brothers. We jump in the car with Rene to go back to go get the camera to take pictures of this monumental day here, of this new property being cleaned off and the church working. Well, as we pulled out here to Brayfogle, one of those um, very random, amazing things happened. There is a chase going on between Border Patrol <laughs> policemen and somebody with something that they shouldn't have in the vehicle. And they're heading uh, towards uh, the east. Well, Rene back in that moment, decided this is something worth pursuing. <laughs> We should follow this. This looks interesting. It was exciting. It was a good thing to do. This is 1988. There is no cell phones. This is 1988, 89. There is no way to communicate back to home base. Hey, we're gone. We're going to go pursue this. Some hour and a half to two hours later, we make our way back with a camera from a five-minute trip to the other place where we were supposed to go with the camera. And I think of it now as a parent, <laughs> two hours, no communication, no idea what happened or who happened or how they went or where they went, just knowing that, and I'm sure, again, I don't remember the story clearly, but knowing that my dad probably didn't clear it with my mom, oh, I'm sending these two kids with Rene to go grab the camera, um, but we were gone for some two hours, and it one, it's one of those core memories getting back here, and I don't exactly remember the entire conversation, you can ask Rene about it later. 
later. Uh, but I know Pastor Noah was not very happy that we had been gone for two hours, two and a half hours, gone to get a camera. And uh, But no, those are the early days of excitement here at this church. And people like him, families like him, our core families that left uh, an imprint. And we're thankful to have him back and some of his kids and stuff with him. And uh, we're thankful that they're here. But I'm glad that you came. And I know he's been battling some health challenges. And I'm so encouraged that you're here today. And I'm thankful for that. I don't know what your challenge is here this morning, but I'm glad that you came. I'm glad you're a part of this. And uh, Pastor Jeremy asked me to share some things and uh, to direct our hearts. You know, when I think about uh, missions, obviously uh, anybody uh, of, with a Christian background, you you begin going to uh, the great um, pillar of of the mission, the Great Commission, right? And you look at uh, uh, and you don't just just listen. Um, uh, verse 18 of, of Matthew 28, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Uh, that is known as the Great Commission. And, and when you speak of missions, when you think of that, you think of that great challenge of taking the good news and taking it to the world. And you think of um, of, of the the Poverty in Africa or the poverty in Haiti. You think of the great need of the idolatry in our Latin American countries. You think of the oppression in China or, or in Iran or in other places where the gospel is not allowed. And you, you think of the great need of taking the gospel. And, and that is the great commission we've been given. I'd like to take a moment to step back. And, and, and the question I'm going to answer on this first, uh, on this first opportunity I have is the why missions is important. The why. I wrote this as I thought and pondered about this. The world is lost in darkness. Foolishness abounds in every city, state, country, in every county, in many schools and homes, but mostly in every person. Wisdom is hidden from mankind. Lives are being lived, seeking happiness and coming up empty. In some, in some cases, filling it with things that can never bring the joy. In other cases, the pursuit or longing of things that will not bring the joy or contentment to the human heart. The reality is mankind is a wash at sea, tossed around. We are stumbling and staggering through unexplained confusion, not knowing what the answer is or where to turn to next. There is no clarity to the purpose or pursuit of one's life. As I look across the spectrum of life today, I am I am faced with the reality that that is the state of mankind. And um, I, I believe that that was the state 100 years ago, but I believe that in these last decades, it has become all the more clear to us that it doesn't matter whether you have uh, plenty, whether uh, you have the, 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 amount, uh, the, 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 the glorious square footage of a mansion of a house, whether your garage is filled with the newest cars, whether you are in the poverty-stricken areas of the world, that the reality that the empty of mankind continues to be clear and evident before us. 
The reality of that mankind is pursuing a way to find purpose and reason for its existence continues to grapple us as a human race. The why for missions is important. And I, as I thought with that and as I grappled with that, God brought this passage to my life and man, it just started to make sense and click. It, it, it's, a, it's a Psalm 19 that is a very familiar Psalm. If you've been in Christianity, there's a many uh, different ways in which uh, 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 we can use Psalm 19. And the reality of it is that when David wrote it, it was beautifully inspired by the Spirit of God to leave us with some eternal truths that are very, very important. Speaking of to the, the creation, pointing to the creator, the reality of that, the magnificence of God is seen uh, as we look around us and as we see the heavens proclaiming and declaring that there is a glorious and beautiful and incredible creator who is the Lord Jehovah God. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, and all of life makes sense with him, and all of life makes no sense without him. The why of the missions is important. And so as I looked at this, I came across these few verses with, I thought, some important realities. As I looked at what uh, the world in darkness is leading towards, an absolute apocalypse, I don't know how many of you stay up to date with day-to-day news or the reality of the world around us, but it's a scary time. We're in a Wild West standoff, except it's not pea shooters and six, uh, six uh, shooting revolvers that we're pointed at. It's exterminating nuclear weapons. It's the reality that a world without God who has turned its back on God's truth has dived into the abyss of what happens when human race turns its back on God. Nothing good. And the why of missions becomes all so important in this gravity of the world in which we live in. The why of the missions points us back to Genesis uh, where it tells us the man allowed sin into our lives and through Adam and Eve, all of humankind was cursed by the curse of sin and that without uh, the redemption, without the reality that Jesus came to die on a cross 2,000 years ago, without the reality of God's plan for rescuing that, man would be left to nothing but destruction despair and depression which is pretty much what we see in the world around us the why of the missions is so important is vital for us to comprehend and though we'll get to the point as pastor jeremy said in the announcements about hey what can i do uh, monetarily what can i do to help our missionaries that we support or the mission endeavors of which we're a part of that is good and that is practical but i want to take a step back and remind you as to the why it's so important why it's so vital for us so i'm going to read Psalm 19, I want to read verse 7, well, we'll start with, yeah, verse 7 and 8, 
says this in Psalm 19, verse 7 and 8. The instru- I'm, I'm reading, by the way, uh, out of the New Living Translation. So if your version's a little bit different, do not worry. It is fine. Uh, it says the same thing. Uh, Psalm 19, 7 and 8. The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. Father, we love you and we thank you for your goodness. I am unworthy were it not for your grace to be standing here this morning. But I thank you because your word and your spirit want to do a work in every heart beginning with mine. So Father, we need of you this morning. Individually, corporately, as a country, and as a human race, we need of you. We need to turn back to you. We need to realize that without you, we are so lost and destined for utter destruction. Individually, to eternal damnation, separated from you. Corporately, as a human race, to utter destruction of our own selves, if we do not turn back to you. But we thank you for the plan of redemption. We thank you for the truth of the gospel. We thank you for your love that you demonstrated on the cross 2,000 years ago. And we pray that this morning you would direct our hearts and our minds to you. Pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Why missions is important? Well, here the psalmist, as he's describing the creator being reflected through his creation, as he is uh, inviting us to take a moment to pause, to consider, may I invite you this morning to take a few moments, and believe me, this morning I will be very brief, and I will say this, that what we find is that the psalmist here says, hey, look at who God is, and look at why that's important. When we think about missions, you and I, what we should think about is about how desperately our world needs to know the God of the Bible, the God, Jehovah God, oh, the one that is, that was, and is to come, Jehovah God, the creator of the world, the one who sustains all things. The Bible tells us that he must be known, he must be made known, and you see this morning, dear friend, what we find in these two verses is a reflection of the reality that God has made himself known to us through these 66 books. He has taken his inspired word and he has taken it to mankind throughout the entire world and he wants them to know him and he has left us a clear path to him. John 1, in those first five verses, reminds us of the reality, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten, full of grace and truth. Can I tell you, dear friend, this morning, we have God's Word, and we have God's Word made flesh, which was made manifest to mankind 2,000 years ago. He came in a manger, he was born in a manger, and he lived his perfect life for 
for 33 years without sin. No sin was ever in him. And when he died on the cross, he died as a spotless, sinless lamb of God. And he, he paid for your sins and my sins. And we are made right with God by our eternal faith and trust in him. And this morning, the gospel is what is so important about missions. That's what missions, that's why missions is, is important. Number one, we see in verse number seven of Psalm 19, it says the instruction of the Lord, the instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. You know why a person will storm into a house with six and seven-year-old kids and slaughter them? You know why a person will cut out a baby from a mom's stomach and behead it and slaughter it in front of the mother? Because that person's soul is dead. And you say, yes, let's go bomb them and kill them all. Well, we can look into the politics of that, but can I tell you more importantly than that, that person's soul needs the gospel and the God of this word to be able to revive his soul. This morning, I want to be right, remind us the why of missions is important is because reviving souls is our mission. Reviving souls is our mission. The gospel makes all the difference. It brings a person into a right relationship with his creator, with her creator. It will bring a revival to their soul. A soul that is dead in sin will be made alive when the gospel reaches their heart. God's word must be brought and taught to all the world. We, I read for you there in Matthew chapter 28, the reality that God tells us to go unto all the nations, not the ones that are easy, not the ones that we get along with, not the ones that we agree with. No, no, God tells us the importance of taking the truth of the gospel to every tongue, to every nation, to every country on the face of the earth. We are to take the good news. What are we doing as a church these weeks? We are turning our attention to the great need of mankind of hearing the gospel for the revival of their souls. Missions begins in the home. It begins with our own kids. It begins with our own soul selves, knowing that our souls have been revived and then taking that mindset and turning it to the world and saying, well, if this made a difference for me, if this brought my dead soul to life, man, what can it do for my neighbor? And your neighbor begins with the person in your house to the person down the street, to the person in the city next to you, to the person in the state next to you, to the person in the country next to you, to the person in the continent next to you. Can I tell you this morning, we need missions, missions is important because it revives the soul. Missions is important. It says there in verse number seven, the decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. Oh, missions is important because it revives the soul. Missions is important because it removes foolishness. The antidote to sin and wickedness of this world is not being able to behavior modify. It's not about an aid package that's going to allow certain people to be able to behave correctly. It is about the God gospel, reaching the soul of the person to remove foolishness of our, of, of our soul, of our heart. The why of missions is important because it removes foolishness. 
as parents. The Bible instructs us to discipline our, ch- our children, to bring them up in, in the admonishment and, 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 and to nurture their hearts and to remove foolishness from their life. Hopefully we are pointing them to the gospel at that moment. Once again, as a parent, you should never be about behavior modification of your children. You should be about pointing them to the cross and the need for their savior and the need for their uh, hearts to be restored, their souls to be revived, and then for that foolishness to be removed. Only the truth can can combat the lies. We live in a world, guys, I don't know how you feel, but I live in a world where, man, I, I read a news article and I'm like, okay, I need to find two or three other articles to, to back that up or to disprove that. I, you don't know what's up, what's down. You don't know what's true, what's not. You see a video, you see a picture, and in today's world, you're like, that looks true, but I'm not sure. Adobe Photoshop is really good. We don't know what truth is. And we have a world starving for truth, wanting to know, well, can I tell you, why is it that we have fallen into foolishness? Why is it that we sit here and we teach our children that we came from monkeys and that life is purposeless because foolishness is bound up in our hearts and only the truth of the gospel will remove foolishness. The Bible says the decrees of the Lord, uh, uh, the decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. Oh, how is it that we go from foolishness to wisdom? It is God's word in us. It is God in us. It is the gospel, the process of my sins being forgiven and me trusting on a savior. It is the truth that we give through missions as we go and we share the good news that they don't have to be lost in the foolishness of their own thoughts. Man, as you look and you study the world, you'll find there's all kinds of belief systems. You'll find there's all all kinds of gods. There's all kinds of things out there in this world. But boy, it is full of foolishness apart from the gospel and the truth of God's word. So this morning, encourage you as to the why missions is important because it revives the soul, because it removes foolishness, because it brings real joy. Verse number eight says, the commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. Why is the world so angry? I, I, I don't think anybody here would argue that the world's not angry. <laughs> we fight at red lights. We fight at ball, at ball games. We fight on Black Friday for that TV that only we need to get. We fight at work. We fight in our families. Why? Why is there no joy? Why is there anger and hatred? Missions. Because the gospel needs to reach those souls. Because foolishness needs to be removed. And the wisdom of God implanted in that soul and in that heart. And then real joy will be established. The world will never produce joy. It's only found in Christ and the gospel. Let me say that one more time. The world will never produce joy. You say, Brother John, man, that millionaire looks very happy. Oh, it'll produce happiness. 
Brother John, that, that Hollywood star, they look really happy. They are. They're happy. Happiness comes and goes with circumstances. That athlete, he looks really happy. He probably is. He just won the game. He hit the home run. But joy, joy only comes when we know God. Joy of the heart only comes from knowing the God that made the heart. You see, dear friend, this morning there is a world out there that is full of all kinds of pursuits that leave them empty. Oh, it's at the end of a 25-year career climbing, climbing that corporate ladder. It's at the end of that pursuit of trying to get that home and trying to get those goods and trying to get that material joy. But you see, what happens is that the moment you get that new iPhone, nine months later a newer iphone comes out and all of a sudden that happiness is gone you see the moment you made that first million you get passed by the double millionaire and you wonder why you're not a double millionaire you see what happens is that when you make that first billion you look at the other billionaire and you say why don't i have two billion because see the things of this world they will never bring real joy they will always leave you empty Amen. that's the why of missions because there's a world out there looking and desperately trying to fill their empty lives. And they do not know the God of the Bible, the commands of the Lord, the commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. When we know the instruction manual, when we know what God designed us to do and how God designed us to be, then all of a sudden we have the ability to produce in us, yes, we're going through cancer. Yes, I, I, my heart is broken when I see my loved one in that casket. And yes, there are moments of grief and there are moments of sadness, but resounding inside of that, but penetrating deeper than that moment of deep, deep despair is the real joy that I have a savior that loved me who one day will make everything right who I can trust my eternal soul to and dear friend there is a world out there that needs to know the real joy the why of missions is important reviving souls removing foolishness producing real joy Just like the gospel brings joy to the heart, we must bring the gospel to the world. Just like the gospel brings joy to the heart, we must bring the gospel to the world. Just to make a quick side note of our way of we doing things. There are times where you and I will go to the neighbors and neighborhoods around us. That's missions. There are times where you and I are missionaries at Mission Independent School District or McAllen Independent School District or Palmview Independent School District or La Jolla Independent School District because you are the missionary at that school. You are a missionary at that workplace. You are a missionary at that neighborhood where God has placed you. There are times where we may take a trip to Nicaragua or Honduras or someplace in this world to be able to be a part of a missions giving, missions acting endeavor. 
There are other times you go out into the, into, uh, the hallways of our uh, education building back there and you'll see letters and you'll see words written to us as a church from missionaries that are in parts of the world of which you and I will never go. And you say, well, then how are we a part of that? Well, because every single month we give so that our church can give to them so that they can pay their bills, so that they can be active and a part of their church activity, of their mission activity so that they can be in India, so that they can be in Africa, so that they can be in Asia, so that they can be in the Philippines and they can go in our name. And that's what we do for missions. We don't go to every place, but we try to give to go to every place. And every single month uh, that you sit there and say, you know what, these $20, they're going to this mission program. These $100, they're going to the missions program. These $500, they're going so that somebody can hear uh, and have their soul revived so that foolishness can be removed, so that real joy can arrive just like one day it arrived in my life because somebody cared enough for the gospel to continue to reach my generation and reach my area of the world. Well, I'm praying and hoping that these $20 will go so that some area down the road, some area in some part of the world can be reached with the truth of the gospel. That's why missions is important. You know what I found interesting as I studied this? That it was a reminder for me. It's a reminder for me to behave, to live, to act, to be drawn to the gospel day after day. To have my soul revived, to continue to go to the word from foolishness to be removed from my life, to quit pursuing happiness from a temporal world that can't produce it, to go back to the fountain of everlasting blessing that is the truth of the gospel so that real joy can spring up in me day after day, moment after moment. And then especially this last point, it says in verse number eight, the commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. Lastly, the why missions is important is because it brings realigning of lives. Can't tell you how many times I've been amazed at the power of the gospel. Of seeing a life that was lived for personal gain, for personal advancement, and the gospel and the good news gets to that heart, gets to that marriage, gets to that family, and the next thing you know is that they're the ones going out and sharing the good news, and they're the ones that have transformed their life so that they see the pursuit of sharing the good news of a God that loved the fallen world, and he sent his only son to die for their sins, and all of a sudden, their lives are real aligned to be able to advance the truth of the gospel the manual from the maker makes life make sense the manual from the maker makes life make sense and the world needs it the bible says there the commands of the lord are clear giving insight for living are you confused this morning my friend Maybe you need to realign your life. Is there a lot of fog in your Christian walk this morning, dear friend? Maybe we need to realign our lives because the gospel gives clarity. 
The gospel allows me to make decisions on life and to say, this is good, this is mission. I'm pursuing mission. This is enjoyable, this is mission. Let me pursue mission. You see, the Bible says the commands of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. Our lives are realigned when we go to the manual from the maker because the manual from the maker makes life make sense. In a world full of despair, in a world full of fog, in a world full of depression, anxiety, full of need, may we be difference makers in realigning our life and pointing others to he who realigns their lives dear friend the why of the gospel exists the why of missions exists the gospel changes us from the inside to then have insight to his purpose for our lives the gospel changes us from inside to then have insight to his purpose for our lives generation that has turned to ending it all way too soon purposeless existence needs to hear the gospel that tells them they can realign their lives to a life full of purpose and you and i dear friend have been given a commission have been given a commandment to be a part of the process of missions so i invite you first of all to examine our own lives Have we been revived in our own souls? If not, then this day is the day in which you need to accept the truth of the gospel and the forgiveness of your sins. Nothing else can happen in the Christian walk that makes any sense or that will make any difference. uh, I've heard it said many times and right now that it's baseball season in the playoffs. uh, it's, It's the person that hits the home run and runs around the bases but jumps over first base and touches second base and third base and home and walks into the dugout and the pitcher gets the ball, steps off the mound and throws it to first base and the first baseman catches it and touches the bag and the umpire says you're out because you missed first base. Salvation, revival of your soul. They're turning from your sin and turning to your savior that is step one dear friend and nothing else in the christian walk in the christian life will make any sense or has any place in your life until you have made that step i invite you to consider it is there foolishness in your life the gospel removes foolishness Is there emptiness? Is there pursuit of things that will never fill? Relationships that will never fill? Things, activities, uh, uh, um, moments, pursuits. God says, no, I made you to be filled by me. And you can put stuff in your life. And the world has found a way to cram a lot into our life in this pursuit of happiness. But real joy, real joy, the removal of the foolish pursuits that will leave us empty, that comes from the gospel. May our lives be aligned to what God has us here for. And may we think about the why of missions. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth. Lord, just a simple, straightforward truth this morning. Nothing new that these dear Christian friends of mine have not heard before. But perhaps this morning, Father, there is somebody within the sound of my voice that 
does not know you as their personal savior, have never come into an encounter with you. And the reality is that today they are lost one breath away from an eternity separated from you. I pray to your God that they would be able to turn from you that those dead souls would be revived again, that you who bring life from where death existed would bring life to their hearts and to their life. Every head bowed and every eye closed, perhaps quickly this morning, you'd say, Pastor John, that is me this morning. The reality is, is that I've never trusted Christ as my savior. I've never been born again. I don't know what it is to have my sins forgiven, but the reality is I don't want to walk away from this service not having made that eternally important decision. And this morning, I'd like to trust Christ as my savior. Would you slip your hand up and put it right back down? I'd just like to know to be able to pray for you. If that's your condition, I'd like to leave that invitation with you. If this morning you say, that's me, but I'm just not ready, would you just come up to Pastor Jeremy or myself afterwards? Love to take a few moments to share with you how you can know for certain your sins are forgiven. Perhaps you're a Christian this morning. You have lost track of the mission. You have lost track of the why missions is important. You are walking through the world trying to fill your own pursuits of happiness, trying to fill your own life with your own alignment instead of letting the gospel align your life. Instead of letting letting the gospel remove the foolishness of your life instead of letting the gospel be the driving force so that you can be a difference maker and bringing real joy to your life and the lives of those around you. Perhaps this morning say, Pastor John, I'm a Christian, but man, God knows this morning God has spoken to my life about some areas in which I need to get my alignment correct on why missions is important in my life. Would you slip your hand up and put it back down? I'd like to pray for you, Christian. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Hand all over. Praise the Lord. God bless you. God bless you. Father, I pray, Lord, that you would work in the hearts and life, and I am among those that raise my hand too frequently, too easily, too often. Lord, we turn to acting like those around us, forgetting that we have been made alive with you, forgetting that life only makes sense when we align ourselves with you, forgetting that you have the perfect plan to make us joyful in this life and the next. Oh, Father, help us. Help us to be able to think about missions, to think about those in this world that need what we have been so blessed to receive. Father, I pray, Lord, that you would just help us, direct us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.